0: And why can't we just be in balance with one another? There's no right or wrong. We are all wired differently. And so how can we kind of be the puzzle pieces for one another and support one another? Welcome to the Sensitive and Soulful Show. If you're the type of person who's often heard that you're too sensitive, you're too emotional, you're just too much, this is your place. Hi, my name is Alyssa Boyer, and I'm a mentor for highly sensitive people. My mission in life is to help other highly sensitive souls learn how to embrace their sensitivity as a gift. Each week, I will share tools, tips, and stories for you to learn how to lean into your sensitivity and learn how to work with it instead of fighting against it. I believe the world is a better place when more sensitive, deep-feeling people feel comfortable and confident in their skin and I can't wait to show you how. So get comfy and let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Sensitive and Soulful Show. I'm your host, Alyssa Boyer, and... Today, I'm bringing you an extra special episode. It's definitely going to be a unique episode, and I think it's really so needed. So, so needed. So, this episode today is is going to be one that you can share with the non-highly sensitive people in your life. The people who do not identify as highly sensitive, who don't know a lot about this trait, or are interested in learning more... My intention with this is just to help bridge the gap between highly sensitive people and non-highly sensitive people. And it's really interesting. I've had people request a podcast episode like this for, gosh, seriously, the past year. Like, it's been something I've been asked about, and for whatever reason, I just, like, hadn't done it. And then just in the last, like, two weeks, I've had so many conversations with people who would not call themselves highly sensitive, and I just noticed, like, how there is such a disconnect and such a misunderstanding when it comes to what it means to be highly sensitive, and I really, really feel like I have the ability, I know I have the ability to help kind of, yeah, bridge that gap and create more understanding and more harmony, so this episode like I said will be one that you can totally share with the non-HSPs in your life and I just my I really want to bring more more understanding, more compassion, more empathy, just just all of it to the table. So my hope is that this is a very nourishing episode both for you and for your loved ones. So let's get into the episode. Okay, so let's start off with just a little, a note to the, the less sensitive people listening to this episode. So the fact that you're here listening right now, whether you were coerced into it, whether you are genuinely curious, thanks for being here. I appreciate you. I know your loved one appreciates you just taking the time to listen and and to learn more about this whole highly sensitive person thing. So right off the bat, I do want to say like sensitivity ex- exists on a spectrum. And so there are those of us out there who are highly sensitive, who are going to rank high on the sensitivity spectrum and then there are people maybe like you listening who would consider yourself not very sensitive you're probably still going to have parts of yourself that you would consider sensitive maybe you're more sensitive to people's feelings or you're very sensitive to animals or you know you actually are quite sensitive when it comes to things in your environment like sensitivity exists on a spectrum so when i use the term non highly sensitive person, non-HSP, I'm definitely not saying like, oh, you're not sensitive at all. (laughs) I just mean it as you aren't necessarily qualifying as a highly sensitive person. So let's talk about what even a highly sensitive person is. So highly sensitive person, this is a It's a personality trait, and it was coined by the psychotherapist and researcher, Dr. Elaine Aaron, back in 1991. And there is also a scientific term for this trait, which is sensory processing sensitivity. So, one reason I think that high sensitivity is still really not very known why people hear highly sensitive person and they're like, What? Like, what are you talking about? Like, why would anyone want to be that? Like, let's be real, that's what a lot of people think. I mean, like I said, it was, it was coined in 1991, so it's on the newer side. A lot of people still don't know about this. I also want to note and point out that this is a trait. So it's similar to being an introvert or an extrovert. It's not a disorder. It's not something to be diagnosed. It's something that we are born with. It's a genetic trait. So let's talk about that, like comparing it to being an introvert or an extrovert. When you think of being a highly sensitive person in this way, it kind of makes more sense. Like if you listening, if you're an introvert or an extrovert, you kind of know that this is the way that you're wired. You maybe if you're an extrovert, you enjoy being around people, you feel energized by other people, you have no problem striking up a conversation. Like this is just part of you and your personality. And it's, it's something you're born with the same, you know, maybe the same way that you, um, really love animals and you're really good at Doing woodworking or painting, right? It's just something that is part of you. So think of sensitivity in that same way. It's just part of us. It's just a way that we are created and wired. And even though the trait was just coined in 1991, like this is when we had the official term highly sensitive person, high sensitivity has been around since the beginning of time. There is an amazing book called The Highly Sensitive Person, which was written by Dr. Elaine Aaron, the researcher and psychotherapist I just mentioned, and she talks all about the rich history of highly sensitive people. In the past, highly sensitive people were often seen as trusted advisors, spiritual leaders, because of the way highly sensitive people can really tune in to other people's feelings. We are very perceptive, so we're picking up on subtle shifts and things that other people don't notice. So some of the traits of a highly sensitive person, and you will you will see this in your person if you're the non-HSP listening, you're probably going to recognize some of these, if not all in your person. So let me list them off, the characteristics of being a highly sensitive person. So they tend to feel emotions deeply and intensely. They are annoyed or flustered when people ask them to do too much in a short period of time. It's easy for them to be moved to tears, even by things that you're like, really? Like, you're crying about that? Yep, we are. (laughs) Um, Highly sensitive people tend to be deeply moved by art, music, beautiful environments, experiences. They also tend to be quite sensitive to loud noises, bright lights, uncomfortable fabric. It can honestly be distressing and overwhelming feeling. HSPs often need alone time to decompress because we get overwhelmed and overstimulated. So just like being around a lot all the time, a lot of <laughs> stimulation, talking, oh my goodness, it can be a lot and so we do need more alone time to just like decompress and reconnect to ourselves. Um it's also very easy for HSPs to feel overwhelmed when they have a lot to do. They tend to be spiritual HSPs have a rich inner life and a vivid imagination, and they are very empathetic. So, as you heard that list, I'm sure you are connecting with some of those and maybe seeing your person in that list, or if you're the HSP listening yourself, then you know you know that list and you know where you kind of fall in there. So those are some of the traits of a highly sensitive person. And so sharing all of that, it makes sense why in the past, highly sensitive people were that, that trusted advisor, that spiritual person in the group, because an HSP can really like suss out other people's emotions and other people's intentions. Highly sensitive people actually have more active mirror neurons in the brain, which are responsible for empathy. So it's very natural and easy for an HSP to meet someone else, meet another person, and very, very quickly understand how they're feeling, empathize with their experience, have compassion for them. And that's a huge strength, right? Like. Thankfully, we are seeing now emotional intelligence being more highly valued in the workplace. And this is a, a strength that HSPs definitely have, that emotional intelligence, that natural knack to be able to understand what people need and and intuit that and and then be able to respond, you know, appropriately to support that person. So, being highly sensitive is a beautiful thing. There is a lot of awesome aspects to this trait. Now, of course, there are the challenging parts of it as well, where and this is where there's often that disconnect from the non-HSPs, where a highly sensitive person, like I shared, is going to get flustered easily. They're going to need more alone time to decompress. They might be bothered by the loud noises, the bright lights, the the itchy tag, or the fabric that they're wearing. And this is where there can be that disconnect from non-HSPs because people who are not sensitive to these things they don't get it. They're like, "Oh, come on. Like suck it up. It's not that big of a deal. Like why are you making making this such a big deal? Like it's completely fine." And so this is where I think there's such an opportunity to bridge the gap. Highly sensitive people have nervous systems that are more sensitive. They are going to react in bigger ways, and this is not something that we have control over. Now, I'll talk about um, um, nervous system regulation in a moment here, but let's just talk about how highly sensitive people are wired. It is easier for an HSP to move out of the zone of tolerance when it comes to the nervous system. So when we're talking about the nervous system, thinking think of when you're just feeling calm and happy and life is good and you're at peace and it's all good, right? That's when you're in the parasympath- parasympathetic state, you're in your zone of tolerance. It's It's easy peasy. Now, a highly sensitive person can be knocked out of that zone of tolerance much more easily because we are just finely tuned, because we are so open and aware and feeling so much, our nervous systems are just going to be that much more reactive. So we can be knocked out of that zone of tolerance more quickly. Maybe that looks like a boss like loading up our to-do list and giving us all of these projects, or maybe that looks like the the fluorescent light above us starting to flicker and it's just like becoming very agitating to us or there's like 50 people around us talking at once and slowly but surely it starts to grate on us and it knocks us out of our parasympathetic nervous system state and causes us to feel agitated, feel overstimulated. And when we're in that overstimulated state, this is often where we might feel edgy, where we get a little bit anxious and, and snappy. So you may have had the HSP in your life get to that state and you're like, wait, what's going on? Like nothing's wrong, right? And for us, It's truly a natural bodily response. When we get overstimulated, this is how it feels. It can just start to feel like things are boiling up and, oh my gosh, I just can't handle it. And we just get to that place a lot faster. So now let's talk about nervous system regulation. Because yes, for HSPs, we do get to that state more easily. We do get to that place where it's like, ah, it just feels like too much. That's why I, as a highly sensitive person, mentor I love to teach highly sensitive people how to regulate their nervous system. So what that looks like is meditating, is doing things like emotional freedom technique, which is otherwise known as tapping. That looks like going for walks or doing breath work or putting your bare feet on the ground or dancing. Like all of these things can be very regulating to our nervous system. And so my job with HSPs is to really support them in finding things that help them feel calm and grounded. But even with these practices, there is going to be that gap of time where you do get overstimulated and you, it feels like too much and it feels overwhelming. And then you have to reach for those nervous system regulation tools in order to calm down, in order to get to a state that feels better. So, a lot of non-HSP partners and friends, family members will ask me, like, how can I support the HSP in my life? Like, I don't know what to do when they get so overwhelmed and edgy. And the best thing that you can do, I mean, it's going to be individual, I should say. So definitely have a conversation with your person. But what I can say as an HSP married to a non-HSP, the best thing that my husband can do is just be a really like calm, grounding force in my life, a grounding pillar. So when I'm overstimulated and overwhelmed, I love when he can just step in and be like, hey, I noticed that you're feeling overwhelmed. Like, what can I take off your plate? I you know I don't respond well when he's like oh my gosh calm down like you're making it a big deal which has totally happened in the past like let's be real <laughs> we're all imperfect humans but the times that it works out best is when he can kind of recognize these things within me and be like hey what can I do to help you or like hey I think you might need to take a break like let me take over with X, Y, Z. These are things that are really, really helpful. Another thing that has been just super valuable in in our marriage and has been a huge game changer is just him listening to me. <laughs> because sometimes, sometimes the non-HSPs in our life can want to really like fix the problem. Like, okay, I see you're having this response. Oh my gosh, let me fix it. Like you need to get over this, whatever, right? And actually one of the most valuable things for me as an HSP is just to be heard. And so sometimes I'll just share with my husband like, "Hey, I'm overstimulated. This is all the all that I have going on. I'm just so overwhelmed. I feel like I'm at my wit's end." And sometimes him just listening and being like, "Hey, I understand." That's huge. Or, "Hey, that's a lot. I can totally see why you would feel that way." It's very disarming for me and it's very it's very calming for me. So definitely just like giving space to the HSP in your life to kind of process and to have their experience is huge. It really, really is. And and as much as you can being, be that calm grounding force, because there is a concept called co-regulation, which is when, you know, one person's nervous system is more regulated and calm, it can then actually have a calming effect on the person whose nervous system is dysregulated and is really like feeling overwhelmed. So if you are feeling more calm, trying your best to remain in that state can be super calming and soothing for your your highly sensitive partner. Now here's where I again want to bridge the gap because I don't want to put all of this on the non-HSP. It is our responsibility as individuals, as adults, to regulate and manage our own emotions. It really, really is. And so while a highly sensitive person is going to become dysregulated more easily, it's like I said, it's just the way that we're wired. That does not mean that it's like a free ticket to just have blowups and to take it out on other people and, and just expect everyone to carry that load for us. Like I never, I do not, um, Condone that. (laughs) That's not what I teach. I am all about empowerment with highly sensitive people, which is why I talk so much about nervous system regulation and gaining the tools to care for ourselves, right? So I do want to put that in there that like we each have that responsibility as individuals to regulate our nervous systems. And of course, if we are in a partnership or family or friends, like We also can be there to support one another, so I want to empower you with tools to support your sensitive partner. Another thing that I think can be kind of fun and a a great way to bridge the gap between HSPs and non-HSPs is to take the HSP self-test on Dr. Elaine Aaron's website, which is hsperson.com. So you can take this test, which is the official way to determine if you are a highly sensitive person or not. And this is just another fun way to get to know your HSP partner and also for the HSPs to understand where their non-HSP partner might land on the scale. So I, I've i taken this uh, test with my husband and he scores a 9 out of 27 and I score 24 out of 27. So clearly we are quite different. And this is one of my favorite things about us as a couple is the way that we are so different. I actually really believe that HSPs and non-HSPs can very much complement each other. We can be a really amazing yin-yang energy. And so I just really want to encourage you to see that in this way if you don't already, because a lot of times I just find that there is this messaging it's like us versus them, or it's like, okay, you either need to toughen up or you need to be just like super soft. And why can't we just be in balance with one another? There's no right or wrong. We are all wired differently. And so how can we kind of be the puzzle pieces for one another and support one another? Um, One of the things that I love being an HSP with a non-HSP is that I am able to help my my partner, my husband, who is more logical-minded, who is not necessarily as sensitive, I'm able to help him be more empathetic towards others sometimes. I'm also able to help him soften his direct approach at times, which is helpful in the workplace and, and just with like friendships and things like that. And on the flip side, he is able to help me be more direct and feel more confident in certain interactions because you may or may not notice this with the HSP in your life, but we tend to be people pleasers. We tend to care so much about everyone else that we often put ourselves last. And this really has to do with us being so empathetic. Like I shared earlier with the active mirror neurons in our brain, we are naturally super empathetic. We can't help but care and feel so much about others. And so this this is a great way to be, but it also can be a challenge for us when we don't know how to stick up for ourselves and we don't feel confident in setting boundaries and being direct and firm with what we what we need. So this is another thing that where we can really kind of be those puzzle pieces for one another and help balance one another out. Okay. I also thought it might be fun to just share some facts about highly sensitive people for those of you ho- who are interested. Um, and I also do want to share before I get into that. I want you to know that I do have a guide, a free guide that you can download. That's all about highly sensitive people, and it's a beautiful guide for you to understand the non HSP in your life. Or if you're an HSP listening to this, that it's a great guide to help you have that conversation with the non HSPs in your life. It um is filled with different links to research and to the HSP self-test and all sorts of great things so um, hit the link in the show notes to grab that guide for free but let's talk about some of the facts because why not it's fun it's interesting so high sensitivity is an inherited trait like I said at the beginning that affects about of the population. And it's actually 50% women, 50% men. So a lot of times people think that high sensitivity is just like uh, affects women and it's like a female trait, but it's actually 50-50. A lot of times we just don't notice a man is highly sensitive because if we think about our society and the way men are conditioned, little boys are conditioned, it's really that whole energy, that whole vibe of like, toughen up, suck it up, don't don't show your emotions, right? And so a lot of men don't feel comfortable showing their sensitivity, but they are equally sensitive. And if you are listening to this and you're a highly sensitive man, I've had some awesome HSP male friends um, on this podcast. Go check out some of those episodes. I have my friend Patrick Murphy, and then I have several episodes with my friend Matt Lanzadel, who are just, they're great examples of highly sensitive men who are very much like, have masculine energy, but they also embrace their sensitive nature, and it's it's honestly really cool. Another thing to know about sensitivity is that it actually evolved as a survival strategy because we needed people who noticed more to protect the tribe. So Dr. Elaine Aaron often lovingly refers to HSPs as canaries in the coal mine. Because we are so sensitive, And we're picking up on things that other people don't see, don't notice, whether it's different facial expressions or being sensitive to other people's energy or emotions or... Honestly, we're often quite sensitive to foods, things like that. We are going to pick up very easily when something is off, when something is wrong, when something feels weird. And so having in the workplace, for instance, having a highly sensitive person on your team is great because they can often be the one to to let you know if things are off, if people are having disagreements, or if there's something that just is feeling imbalanced. Highly sensitive people are super aware Um, Another thing to know about HSPs is we have something called depth of processing, and this is really a foundation of high sensitivity. So we are really good at noticing and relating and comparing patterns from past experiences. So this is something that makes um, highly sensitive people often really good at, at like analytical work and things where we are noticing patterns or making connections with past stories, like This is a beautiful trait and one thing that's really cool too with highly sensitive people is we often are those really conscientious employees and friends. We are just those people who are noticing things, who are very detail-oriented, who want to do the right thing. We're covering our bases. We're, th- we're thinking about everything. We're very tuned in on the details. And so a lot of times, highly sensitive people will be those really good employees that <laughs> that everyone wants on their team because we, we're conscientious, we care, right? Now, I can't say this for every single person, of course, I don't want to make generalizations, but I've worked with hundreds of HSPs and this is a common through line I have noticed and seriously all of them. So there is something there. So I wanted to keep this episode on the shorter side. I just wanted this to be a really good introduction. Here I wanted this to be a way to just like start having the conversation, to start opening the doors, the lines of communication, and like I said, really bridging the gap between HSPs and non-HSPs. I think a lot of times there is this pressure to change and to think that we need to be more like each other. And what if we could actually just stand in who we are and really acknowledge and notice and admire the things that are different in in one another, right? For highly sensitive people, for so many of us, we lived most of our lives hearing, oh my gosh, stop being so sensitive, get over it, toughen up. And so the work for a highly sensitive person who is literally born this way, who is wired this way, who feels so deeply, who, who has the sensitive nervous system, and seriously cannot change these things about themselves, like, the work for them to just learn how to embrace this way of being and learn tools and strategies to support themselves and, and to take better care of themselves and learn to assert themselves. Like it's not, it's not an easy thing, right? It's, it's, it's a, it's a whole journey. And so I just think that when we can come together as HSPs and non-HSPs and really see one another and support one another for, for who we are, I think it just makes us all stronger because I know that when when us, when we as highly sensitive people have people in our lives who who are on this journey with us, who are standing back and are like, hey, I see you learning to love yourself as you are, and I'm here for you, and I'm rooting you on. And as I've mentioned a few times in this episode, like it's not about you as the non-HSP needing to like acquiesce all the time to the HSP or to baby them or anything like that. Like please no, we are adults. We can do this, right? But it's more about you being that that cheerleader. You, you letting them have the space to be who they are and and by you really just like having an interest in in what their experience might be like. Because again, highly sensitive people are only about 20% of the population. So a lot of us do feel like so different than other people and like so misunderstood sometimes. And so just somebody really taking the time to to learn more about us, to have an interest in us, to kind of get to know a little bit more about how we work and, and why that, you know, why our experience can feel so different. I mean, I don't know. I can tell you from my own experience, it means a lot to me. It really, really means a lot to me. So like I said, um, I have that free guide to help you have the conversations about being a highly sensitive person with non-HSPs. You can grab that via the show notes, um, download it for free, save it, print it, whatever you need to do, whatever you find supportive, like let's really come together. Let's bring more of that yin-yang energy to the world. Let's bring more balance and let's really do the work to understand each other. Because I think when we can have more empathy and compassion for one another, we all win. We all win. So if you love this episode, I would love to hear from you. Please send me a DM. Let me know if it was helpful. Share it in your Instagram stories and tag me. And if you would like for me to speak more on this topic, on bridging the gap and really helping us all have more nurturing, fulfilling relationships, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. It really helps me know what kind of episodes to continue creating for you all. So sending you so much love. And I cannot wait to chat with you next week. Thank you so much for joining me. If you like this podcast, please be sure to rate, subscribe, and share it with a friend who might need it. And I can't wait to chat with you next time. Sending you all the love. Talk soon.